Welcome to The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges. We're your host, Veronica Avila. And on this side, I am Omar Ramos. We've got a hot topic today. How much is self-worth worth? It's one that you won't want to miss, so please join us today. That's right. And to discuss further, we've invited Dr. Alicia Laos, clinical psychologist, CEO of Family Bridges, and also co-author of The Struggle is Real. And we also have Damaris Bran. She's a mother, and she's also a parent educator. Welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having us. And before we dive into our topic today, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, doctora, and of course, Damaris. Um, well, let's see. I'm uh, one of six girls. I have two little ones, a three-year-old and a seven-year-old, and married to husband. We've been married for about 17 years now. And I have an 11-year-old and a 16-year-old, so it's a process of change. I've been growing up with my kids next to them because we all have to do that, right, as they grow up. And i also been married for 17 years. I'm Wow, <laughs> congratulations. Yes. Thank so you. you're going to tell us a lot about your experience as moms, your experience as daughters as well. And on this topic that I think is very important, especially for many of our girls, for boys too, but I think many of our girls are at risk because of this. So how much is self-worth really worth? Before we answer the question, why don't we listen in to Lily and her mom? All right, Lily, if you really want to look like a big girl, you're going to have to learn how to wear big girl makeup. Okay. Not that you need it. I swear, you are just the cutest, prettiest, most beautiful girl in the whole world. Did you know that? I guess. Okay, you don't have to guess. You should know. You are absolutely stunning, Lily. Why, if you wanted, you could be a model. And magazines are on TV. Would you like that? Mm-hmm. Well, you could do it. You're just so pretty. Eyes and face of an angel. I want to put on makeup. All right. Well, first things first. Foundation. Foundation? That's right. Now sit still. Just like every house needs a solid foundation to stand up, every face needs some solid foundation to stand out. Oh, you are just so precious. Don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. Okay. Do you want to go show Daddy? I want eye makeup. Don't you think your hair and new dress are enough? Please? All right. But I'll do it. Sit still. Oh, your eyelashes are so long. That's one thing I really wish I had. You must have gotten those from your father. Long, beautiful eyelashes. When you get older, people will tell you all the time what beautiful eyelashes you have. Really? Uh-huh. Your big brown eyes, your beautiful hair, and your long lashes. When people think of little Lily, that's what they'll think. Look up. Oh, try not to blink. Okay. Okay, what would you like to do after we show Daddy your pretty makeover? Mmm, play in the park? Oh, no. No, no, no. You'll get your pretty outfit all dirty and sweaty. But I want to. We're not going to all this trouble just to change you out after five minutes. How about we go window shopping and learn more about big girl fashion? Or we could get your pretty nails painted any color you want. Okay. Perfect. Now let's go get a pretty picture for Mommy to post. Say, I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty. Perfect. Can I see? Of course. Doesn't that look so pretty? Are you just the prettiest girl in the world? Let's go show Daddy. All right, go ahead and step down. Watch your dress. All right, there we go. After you. What do you think, Dad? Oh, Lily, don't you look beautiful? You look just like a model. 
All right. So we saw mom applying makeup to on her daughter, Lily, and then praising her just for her beauty. And she kept saying, oh, you're so pretty. Your eyelashes are so pretty. You're so pretty. And that's, that's how they're going to remember Lily, the pretty girl, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. She's already programming that in her mind, that that's what she's worth. How she looks is what she's worth, doctor. Yeah, and we do that a lot. And I don't know that we do it intentionally. You see a little girl and you say, oh, look how beautiful you look and what a pretty dress and I love your little bows and look at those eyes. I have a little girl and we're always mm-hmm. doing that. And what we tend to highlight is that exterior. And then later on, we see it plastered all over the magazines, all over media, just mm-hmm. beauty in terms of the physique mm-hmm. is what is embellished and is what is important. And so oftentimes then what you see is the value of women is intrinsically attached to how we look. Of course, there's a place for women to look beautiful and all that. We're not saying that that's not, you know, for us to be feminine. I think that's mm-hmm. important. It's just that we're more than how we look. Definitely. And as kids, how important it is for, for us as parents to highlight not just the outer self, but that which is internal. I tell my little girl, you know, Catalina, you're good. You're wise. You're going to be compassionate and kind and all these words that I want her to, you know, you're going to be courageous. You're going to be strong, not just what a pretty dress you have. Yeah, Mm -hmm. of course, when she has a pretty dress, I'm going to do that. But how important it is for us to make sure that we speak words of affirmation to our kids that are beyond how they look. Yeah, I have a pre-adolescent, 11, Mm -hmm. and uh, girls naturally, they like makeup and they like, they want to be like mommy. And if they see mommy doing something. My daughter, if I wear a ponytail, next thing I see is she's wearing a ponytail. She imitates me. <laughs> and I always talk to her and I say, you are beautiful. And she and she brags about her long legs. I have long legs and blah, blah. And I always tell her, you are beautiful, but you know who is really beautiful? Somebody, the beauty is really from the inside to the outside. And even though if you, you don't want to take care of your body, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But make sure that your beauty comes from the inside because that's what's more valuable in life. And so I think encouraging girls to see themselves from the inside to the outside, not from the outside to the inside, is very important. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you highlight those things in your daughter? What do you say to your daughter? Well, I do listen to her and, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I have conversations on her. And I exactly like Alicia was saying, you know, being compassion, having compassion for others, it's important. Uh, making good choices, loving others, having having inside beauty. It's more important sometimes than what people can see. Yeah, I just wanted to add real quick here, like with my uh, 10-year-old daughter, Eliani, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't live with me, unfortunately, but every time I do get time to spend with her, I was always focusing on, oh, you're so cute. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so this. And I was doing that because I guess I was just kind of playing that urgent parent role where I just want to like make her like lift her up because I'm always wondering if she's uh, maybe her self-esteem is down because she has an older sister who is a cool cheerleader and, you know, she's the cool kid at school. And I was just focusing on something that's important, but I, mm-hmm. I, I was forgetting to let her know, Eliani, you know what? You have a big heart. Mm-hmm. Eliani, you take the initiative to take care of your little sister. Yeah. Eliani, you go and out of the three, you're the only one that goes and cooks breakfast for your mom. You have a huge heart. So it took me a while to realize that that inner beauty is sometimes a lot more powerful yes. mm-hmm. than the outer beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're going to get the outer beauty tips. I mean, it's all over. You know, but as parents, if we if we were to choose, I say choose for the heart. Go and and exactly what you're saying. Speak to the values that you're seeing in them. Mm-hmm. You have initiative. You're a leader. I know you can do it. And mm-hmm. then 
then that's, you know, we hear the book lean in, you know, and we as women, we got to lean in. But if as daughters, we're not raising strong daughters, how are they going to have the confidence in themselves to be able to push forward? That's right. And I think it's really important that uh, not only mom stresses that to our daughters, but also, Omar, I think you brought a a great point. It's really important. There was one time I, I, I heard from a psychologist talking to us about parents. It was a parent group. And he said, you know, it, you know how important it is the dad mm-hmm. talks to their daughters and lets them know not only how beautiful they are on the outside, but also highlights those qualities, their inner qualities. Because if you do that with your daughter, then when they hear it from other men that come around in their lives, it won't be the first mm-hmm. time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it won't be as easy for them to fall into, oh, you know, whatever they mm-hmm. tell me. And then they, I'm going to get involved just easily. Like They're not going to be so, sweet talked yes. into exactly. you know, suing other things. And slip exactly. into, you know, the arms of a jerk because this yeah. is the first exactly. time that they've heard. And things. I love that Omar brought that point because uh, I always tell parents that dads, you know, you had to really do stuff with your girls because the tendency is mom take care of the girl Mm -hmm. dad takes care of the boys right but when a dad gives her daughter a value she will see dating when she gets to the age of dating she will she will look for those important values in the guy that she's dating exactly if the dad gives her self-worth she will never take a jerk into her life because she will know that she's valuable and the dad male figure taught her that and it's extremely important Mm -hmm. great point good job Omar thank you very much thank you (laughs) I'm doing what I can trust me I'm doing doing what I can I really take advantage of those moments that I do get to spend with uh, Eliana and I think a lot of parents that are you know that find themselves in my case that we know we're divorced and uh, she lives with her mom but I do try to take care of I mean rather I take advantage of every opportunity that I can to really help her celebrate the person that she is internally. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Absolutely. why don't we go and listen to the next uh, skit that we have, and that's called Inner Struggle. Oh, God. Why do I have to be such a, such a troll? Trevor is totally going to regret asking me to the spring formal. Yes, he is. My skin looks awful. My teeth are crooked, and my eyebrows... I don't even have eyebrows. I have an eyebrow, just one giant fat caterpillar hibernating between my eyes. Of course caterpillars hibernate. That's how they turn into moths, butterflies, whatever. That's not the point. The point is that I'm absolutely hideous. Ugh, I can't look in the mirror anymore. I'm disgusting. I need to diet. Why do my parents buy such awful food? It's like they want me to be a whale. It's not bad enough that they gave me this tiny nose and these weird kneecaps. They have to fatten me up, too. No, don't go. I can't be alone right now. With my fat troll self. You're my friend. Cheer me up. A joke? That's lame. Okay, fine. Go ahead. I don't know. What do you call it? I don't get it. Well, maybe it's not funny. Oh no, I gotta go. My mom's car just pulled into the driveway. Because I'm not supposed to be talking on the phone. Because she's punishing me. Because she hates me. Do you know how to delete a call from your phone history? You know what, I'll figure it out. I gotta go. Yeah, bye. God, she's such a poser. I'm such a whale. You've gotta get yourself together, Lily. Otherwise, no one is gonna wanna be with you. I don't even want to be with you. Ugh, I'm hungry. Crap, whatever. You don't need it. You're, you're almost a size friggin' four. 
You're in high school, for God's sake. It's not like you're old. It shouldn't be this hard for you to be pretty. Just stop it. Stop it. Stop. God, I'm so bored. Mom! Mom! Can I get $200 to go shopping? Because I need a new dress for the spring formal. Why not? I can't get a job. Because I'm in school. Oh, why do you hate me? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I can't wait to get out of this house and away from you. Just leave me alone. God, why does my life suck so much? <laughs> wow, take me back in time. You know, my daughter's not like this, but guess who was like that? You, really? You're one and only. Omar Ramos, yeah. I did a lot that probably caused a lot of stress in my parents' lives. You know, I wanted cool shoes. You know, I wanted mm -hmm. the, the Reeboks, and my mom would buy me Pro Wings. I mm -hmm. used to pray for Pro Wings to go into style. <laughs> I really did. Please, I want Pro Wings to be cool at school. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen. It, it, it never happened. But uh, I can relate. I can relate to um, Lily, who's 17, uh, you know, who's going through a whole hormonal thing as well, I'm assuming, who is clearly having trouble accepting herself as she is at that time of her life. Uh, she is basing her self-worth on looks. How common is this? And how are teens affected this way nowadays, uh, Dr. Los? Oh, I mean, we saw it clearly. I mean, just the cycle, too. We heard it, you know, of shame and guilt and just the negative self-talk. I should mm -hmm. be, I should be, I should be just all the time. And, you know, maybe if I don't do this and my parents and the blaming and, and all about the self and then being pressed against expectations of whatever she got those expectations at school or even in her upbringing. It almost feels like a torture. I, I had flashbacks of the movie with Schmuck, you know, the movie with the little evil guy. Oh my goodness, the ring, the Lord of the Rings. Uh -huh. Yes. This internal fight that she was having internally, and I know we're, we're laughing at that, but just how a piece of her was lost mm -hmm. to what she would hope or aspire to be, and just not being able to be there. And what comes to my mind, I was reading an article on self-esteem and teenage this morning mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things that parents are highly being highly criticized nowadays with uh, millennials millennials has a lot to do with parents not giving them a uh, real self-esteem when they were little so uh, here in this podcast I'm thinking if I base my daughter's self-esteem on her looks when she was little now she's growing up and her body's changing and she's more aware of her looks and if her self-esteem is based on how she looks externally obviously she will always be focusing completely on her teenagers already focus on them a lot mm -hmm. but if their self-esteem is there that's their self-esteem obviously they're going to be criticizing and being so hard and strong into themselves so we as parents we have to be aware that we have to give my, our kids self-esteem in different areas of their lives yeah i think that's important you know so developmentally we know teens do feel like they're in the center of the stage and everybody's watching them mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so we know that that's the case and you know if you've worked with kids or you have an adolescent you know that to be the case and so that's a part of it and I do think that we overemphasize the concept of self-esteem in our society and unfortunately all these research studies have shown that it, it's been hurtful mm -hmm. because what we have done is created a sense of entitlement in our 
narcissism in our society. And I and I think it's because we've misconstrued or misunderstood the role of self-esteem. So mm-hmm. we want our kids to be confident in who mm-hmm. they are. We don't want them to have a higher view of who they are as an exactly. individual. And so when we slap them on with a bunch of labels and say, you're great, you're awesome, you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're skinny. And that's not who they are. The values that mm-hmm. we've put on them later on, they feel really disappointed when someone in later in life is not mm-hmm. constantly praising them for just being. And so we need to be careful with that. So I think what we want is to raise kids that are confident. Okay. That's what we want. We want to raise kids mm-hmm. that are strong, that mm-hmm. have character, right? That are wise, that make good choices. And so what do we need to do in order to do that? That's what we need to encourage them to do activities and to do things that are beyond the self, Mm -hmm. to have a sense of purpose beyond who they are. Mm -hmm. And that gives them a sense of anchor. And so that gives them confidence. If I'm out in the woods, for example, because I'm in the Boy Scouts or Mm -hmm. or Girl Scouts, and I'm being asked to do some kind of thing, you know, climb a wall or whatever they do, and I do it successfully and I take a risk, then I'm going to have a sense of strength because I was able to do it. And the next time I have to take a risk in life, I'm going to have a sense of security that I can do it. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of confidence I want in my my yes. daughter. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to just be like, oh, I look beautiful in this dress and that's all I, don't, mm-hmm. I am. So I shallow, want her to so... be able to face the risks in life mm-hmm. with a sense of strength and the fear that oftentimes women have. I want her to be able to overcome and push mm-hmm. through that fear. Absolutely. So what does that mean? I'm going to want to her to be do activities and engage her in things that develop a sense of grit Absolutely. Right, and character mm-hmm. so that she, she's, she will be able to be in a position to stand up, to lean in and have a voice at the table later on in life. So that's the kind of as parents of praise we want to do for our kids mm-hmm. or we want to steer them in that direction. So I would caution us to not think of raising kids with high self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I would caution us to think of raising kids with a strong, strong. sense of confidence. Mm-hmm. And then if that's our goal, what are the activities and what are the things that we're going exactly. to ask them of? Because self-esteem asks me to praise her for how she looks. Mm-hmm. But confidence requires of me to create activities or to encourage her to do things that often asks demand that she take a risk. Mm-hmm. I love it. Also, we want our kids to be on top of the mountain, of course, and we tell them they can be, but we also have to teach them to see the mountain. It's not important if they climb the mountain fast or slow, they still have to climb the mountain in order to be on top. So that creates a more real self-esteem or a more real world for them. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, let's talk. I, I want to talk about social media and the media as, as, as one of the most powerful influences that, that's out there for our kids. Our kids have social media. They're on top of it. And on there, they're receiving these messages at school as well, etc. You know, this is, this is the perfect woman that you should become. This is the perfect model that you should become, etc., etc., etc. So just like you're saying, Dr. Laos, how do we make sure that our influence is heavier, I guess, so that you're not worth the likes that you get or the shares that you get, but you're worth you're worth more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we all, hey, don't go far with teens. What about you? When you mm-hmm. post something in social media, don't mm-hmm. you like it when all your friends like it? We're created that, that way, right? We, yes. we, like, we like visibility and we're encouraged when people like what we like. Um, and so that is a, a boost to the self and that's something that's intrinsic. Stronger than social media, stronger than peer friendships is your relationship as a parent. And that's been proven study after study. So, you know, your kids' friends or even the social media don't hold as much power 
over the attachment that you develop with your children. So if you really are intentional and you sit there and you say, I'm going to have a relationship with my daughter, I'm going to build a strong relationship with my son, and you hold on to that and you invest in the relationship, mm-hmm. they're going to ultimately listen to you way more than they will the other things. Of course, if that's neglected, then they are going to listen to the other voices. Definitely. Can you stay, Can you think of some elements right now that you could speak of as far as being a positive influence over your kids in today's days, in today's society, that could really work practical. for parents, mm-hmm. something practical that, because, you know, in the past, yeah. it was always like a generational thing. Now it seems like mm-hmm. our community, our society changes like every other mm-hmm. month. Yeah, I know, for example, dads will take out their kids when they turn a certain age on a camping trip or something, and mm-hmm. they will have this tradition and they will do this kind of activity of mm-hmm. a, a rite of passage. You know, I'll, I'll know some dads that do that and they pass that on. Or mothers can go on dates with their girls. And even if you are doing the girly things, but those are opportunities to foster a relationship um, with your daughter to be able to build them up and speak into their hearts. I think there's a lot that we can do. Texting. I know moms and daughters text a lot. So you can text your daughter. Use that as a means of communication, but just speak into her words of affirmation. Um, there's a lot of things I think you can do as a, as a mom. How about creating a, a rule? Hey, honey, we're going to go out, you and me, and no phones. Or just yeah. one phone, but it's going to be mine, so I can't. I know that I'm not going to mm-hmm. take it out and create an opportunity of one-to-one conversation, a physical and mm-hmm. not social media conversation. Like if both of us have the phones and we're focusing on our phones, we're going to miss that opportunity of talking to each other and seeing each other and having human contact. I have a friend that also for a long time as a family they go on hiking trips for mm-hmm. you know a week and they go you know the Colorado mountains or something and they completely disconnect and it's become such a tradition and they're very you know she's got very strong daughters and strong sons but this is also an opportunity for them to foster a relationship with them. I think there's a lot of things you can do. Cool. Great. So creating experiences and for that experience let's check out Charlie's experience and this kit that's called I Can Do This. Okay, question 96. Two minutes remaining, everyone. Two minutes until pencil's down. Question 96. Read this sentence from the story. There were many photographs of past and present family members, some living in the United States and others in Cuba. Okay. Now, which of the following words from this sentence could be spelled differently and have a different meaning? A, there. Yep. B, many. No. C, living. Mm-mm. D, others. Nope. A, there. One minute remaining. Last minute. Wrap up whatever section you're on. All right, Charlie. Last question. You got this. Question 97. Which of these is a theme in the story? A, special things are not always perfect. Maybe. B, family memories are something to be kept to ourselves. That doesn't sound right. C, Things sometimes get broken, but you can always buy new things. True, but no. D. What's most important in life is having nice things. Definitely not. Mm, A. Special things are not always perfect. Final answer. Last question. Done. All right. Time's up. Pencils down, pencils down, pencils down. Stand up, stretch, and get ready to go to lunch. Please leave your test on my desk as you exit the room. Sarah, will you be the line leader today? Yes, teacher. Excellent. Everyone, you know the drill. Line up, line up, line up behind Sarah. It shouldn't take you all this long. Head to lunch. We all need to eat. Hey, Charlie, hang back for a moment, would you? Huh? Oh, sure. Uh, Take it to the cafeteria, Sarah. You know where it is. 
So, how do you feel about these tests, Charlie? Okay. How do you think you did, now that they're over? I don't know. Pretty good. I was reading your essay last night from the writing portion about someone who inspires you. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I wanted to tell you it's really good. Oh? Do you like to write? I guess. What's your favorite thing about school? Mm, gym? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like basketball and capture the flag. Why do you like those so much? They're fun, and I like to play at home with my brother. And my dad. He really likes basketball. We go to games sometimes. Well, I don't want to keep you from lunch, but I wanted to ask you, there's this essay contest for third graders. It has to be five pages long about your perspective as a student, what you think about being in school. And I don't know if you ever... think about it, but I think you're a really excellent writer. And if you wanted to write an essay outside of school, I could help you enter into this contest. What do you think? Okay. Okay, then. It's due in a month. I'll send the materials to your parents. But in the meantime, just think about what it means to be a student. Can you do that for me? Sure. Great. Now get out of here. Go to lunch. Okay. Thanks. Hey, close the door when you leave, would you? Sure. What it means to be a student. Being a student means, means following the rules. No, it means hanging out with your friends. Yes, but no. It means listening to your teachers, but forming your own opinion. Maybe, it means finding what you're good at. Yeah, exploring and testing and trying things because your teachers believe you can. They want you to so you can find out what you like. Hmm. I like that. Okay, so we just listened to Charlie's experience with his teacher, and we saw a very different experience from Lily. Here, his teacher was highlighting more of his writing skills and what he can do, his talents, etc. Why is it so important that we highlight those qualities, Dr. Laos? We saw how, how great he felt right after. Mm-hmm. He even started internalizing it and thinking it through. And it's just a sense of pre- creating value outside the image of the self. It doesn't mean that we're, we're very multidimensional as individuals. And so you can like sports and you can, if it's a girl, you know, the girl can look beautiful. Um, so it's not that we need to be unidimensional, but it's important just to draw out the other qualities and be able to build upon them um, as individuals and grow them. And so as children, what we're trying to say is as we build them a sense of character and a sense of confidence, we know that they still need to grow into those areas. It's not that they have arrived. And so when we pour into them and we pour into the motivation, we don't have to pretend that they've already arrived. They haven't drawn the most perfect drawing yet, mm-hmm. but they can get there by taking art classes. Mm-hmm. They haven't um, written the best essay yet. We know that they're going to have to do a lot of drafts to get to a great story Mm -hmm. at the end, but we're going to encourage them and give them the support necessary so that they eventually can get to that really good essay or that, you know, really good artwork. And that's just what we're talking about. Be real with where they are, explore the talents that they have and build them up so that then they are set up to perfect that, to do even better in that. Thank you so much, doctor, for that. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick your brain a little bit. We saw the, the treatment completely different with the young gal, the young Mm. girl, and now a treatment completely different with the boy. 
With a girl, it was more of an outer thing. With a boy, it's more of an internal talent skills thing. Do you think this is a, a gender problem? No, I don't think that's a gender problem. I think, um, well, actually, boys, a lot of their self-esteem is on their physical strength and how well they can play a sport or how good they can lift mm -hmm. uh, something. So uh, maybe it's not makeup, but it's, you know, physical appearance, muscle and all of that. So... When uh, we're talking about building our kids' self-esteem, whether it's a boy or a girl, we always had to do it in their abilities, their qualities, their interior beauty, even if it's a boy. So I think it's uh, not really a gender thing. It's just the how you manage. I do think, though, that because kids, whether it's a boy or it's a girl, that we do send messages mm -hmm. for girls Again, I see it so many times. I take my little girl and my little boy somewhere, and right away people look at the little girl. Oh, she's got such a beautiful smile, and look at her curls, and look at her hair. Mm -hmm. You just do it. You know, yeah. I mean, nobody's yeah. in, you know has mean intentions. They just do it. To him, how smart he is! Look how intelligent! Look at the things hmm. he says. Yeah. And nobody's intentionally doing it. It's just we respond to that. And so the challenge for us is, hey, let's slow down for our girls. Let's make sure we speak into those qualities as well. Yes. You know, say to them, when you do see a little girl, say to her, what books did you read today? Mm -hmm. You know, wow, you're so clever. You're intelligent. You're strong. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think we need to do that. And, and sometimes we exactly. do send messages. I think as a society, do we do it a lot. We send mixed messages based on gender. And when it comes to the academics, some, some kids are naturally gifted, yeah. gifted mm -hmm. and they do so well in school. But then we have the other ones that are have their challenges learning. And I have one of those in my house. My, my girl had a lot of challenges when she was little. As a mother, it broke my heart to see that she was in second grade and her learning level was in kindergarten. She was very bright in many other ways. <laughs> but I want her to do well in the school as well. So, But I never put her self-esteem or never talk to her about her F's or her D's or her... I always talk to her about, you know what I love about you? That you put a lot of effort into what you're doing. And a great doesn't define you. And when she came home many times crying, Mom, I didn't pass the test. I tried so hard. I used to tell her, why is that a great will define you? you? You don't let a grade or a test define who you are. You know what I think it's important? That you try hard. And that's what's going to take you there. And it did. Eventually, that's mm -hmm. what it took her there. My, my daughter, as we speak, she's in high on a roll. And she's a straight-A student. And I'm very proud of her. But I still don't base her self-esteem on those grades. What I uh, always talk to her about is the effort it took her and it takes her to keep those was great. Well, it seemed like she flourished a little late, her academic career, mm -hmm. but I think it was something very important that you just mentioned. It, it was that foundation that you set mm -hmm. ever since she was really young. I don't know if you want to add on this, doctor, but it, it, I felt like she set a foundation, like she was there to kind of become that support system mm -hmm. at, at, a, at a difficult time, mm -hmm. but then it helped her gain confidence to now the product, which is her being an honor student. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, as a mom, you just worked with her and you gave her coaching and mm -hmm. you you explain to her that this is the value. Yes, ultimately you want to have good grades, but you're not who you perform, the trophy at the end. Mm -hmm. you're, you're bigger, you're more than that. And when we're talking about the image that we would like our kids to have, do we want them to see themselves as something to obtain, like a trophy? Mm -hmm. Or do we want them to obtain a grade or they're beyond that? Those are mm -hmm. things that are important. Those are performance things that ultimately matter. We just want to make sure we coach them and have them understand that there is value in working hard and, and having discipline and doing those things, and we want to highlight that as well. 
Ay, ay, ay. I love this conversation. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of extra time, but I do <laughs> want to thank you guys for this wonderful conversation. Thank you for opening your hearts and for sharing your experiences and also your knowledge about such an important topic. That's right. Make sure that you listen to our next podcast, First and Foremost, where we'll be talking about healthy and unhealthy attachments. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Laos. Thank you for joining us, Amaris. You're welcome. And this was The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges. Make sure to share it with friends and remember to follow us on social media with hashtag The Struggle is Real or hashtag TSIR. Okay, and for more tips, ideas, and printables on our website, please visit FamilyBridgesUSA.com. Thanks for tuning in. I am Omar Ramos. And I'm Veronica Avila. Till next, next time. time. This was The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. For more ideas on parenting, get your copy of The Struggle is Real by Drs. Paul Meyer and Alicia Laos on FamilyBridgesUSA.com. Family Bridges USA.